Hello, this is Pizzicato Ost, and I am Leo Javetsky. We are happy to present the third episode in the recommended recording section of our project. Um, we're going to talk about a recording released in 1996. It is called The Enchanted Kingdom, and it features the Russian National Orchestra, conducted by its founder and chief conductor, Mikhail Pletnyov. Now, it's a personal thrill for me to be presenting this recording since um, I was the program manager of the Russian National Orchestra between 2009 and 2013. And I just know the musicians and the staff and the orchestra so well. The Russian National Orchestra, or the RNO, was founded in 1990 by pianist and conductor Mikhail Pletnyov, then 33 years old, and was the first non-state-funded orchestra in Russia. Um, at this time of chaos in the country, with a good amount of financial support from mostly Western investors, and the young artistic spirit of Pletnyov, they were able to get the best musicians in the country and the effect it had worldwide was very impressive. It immediately started touring abroad and making recordings for Deutsche Grammophon and other um, recording companies. This was, of course, something very new for Russia. Their first recording in 1991 was on the Virgin Classics label and uh, featured Tchaikovsky's Sixth Symphony and the Marsh Slav, or the Slavic March. The um, British magazine The Gramophone, one of the most important sources of classical recording reviews since 1923, um, listed it as the best ever recording of the symphony. Um, with the following comment, I quote, an awe-inspiring experience. Should human beings be able to play like this? End quote. Um, now, this recording is not available on any of the streaming platforms, at least the ones that I know. And um, it's really a shame that I'm not able to play anything from it uh, to you. Um, however, in 1996, the orchestra has recorded all the Tchaikovsky symphonies under Mikhail Pletnyov for uh, Deutsche Grammophon now. And we'll play for you the second movement from um, the sixth symphony on that recording. Um, I think we will have episodes about both the Tchaikovsky Sixth Symphony and the uh, uh, Slavonic March in the future, since they're very high in my favorite pieces list, um, but that's probably next year.
isn't that just pure, I don't know, grace, beauty, um, elegance, simplicity, melody? I don't know. I, I, I really, <laughs> really love the Tchaikovsky symphonies. Um, back to the Russian National Orchestra. In um, 2004, a recording made by the orchestra wins a uh, Grammy. They were the first Russian orchestra to get one. This was an album featuring Prokofiev's Peter and the Wolf and a work by contemporary French composer Jean-Pascal Bentus called Wolf Tracks, conducted by Kent Nagano. The recording is highly memorable for the narrators, Sophia Loren, Bill Clinton, and Mikhail Gorbachev. Um, this was so popular that uh, a few years later it came out in a Spanish-language version narrated by uh, Antonio Banderas and also later a version in Mandarin and in Russian. Um, in 2008, a panel of international critics assembled by the Gramophone magazine again uh, named the Russian National Orchestra um, in the list of the world's top 20 orchestras.
This was the final number from Stravinsky's ballet The Firebird, played by the Russian National Orchestra, conducted by Mikhail Pletnyov. The quality is far from ideal, as uh, this is taken from a telecast of a live performance at the Tchaikovsky Hall in Moscow in September 2010. This was the opening of the yearly RNO Festival and also my own first big project with the orchestra. Um, with choreographer Royston Maldoom and around 80 non-professional dancers in the ages between 5 and 25, we made a staging of the piece, The Firebird, with a month of intense rehearsals during summer vacation. Um, now, while we were rehearsing, conductor Mikhail Pletnyov, part-time resident of Pattaya in Thailand, has been arrested by the local police and accused of child molestation. He was released and the charges were later dropped but just imagine the irony of opening the musical season in Moscow with a project involving dozens of kids on stage while being accused of molesting children in Thailand. This indeed was a challenge to us all. So the Russian National Orchestra goes on performing, touring, recording, and performing with the best conductors and soloists worldwide. A lot of it due to its chief conductor, Mikhail Pletnyov, who was one of the best pianists in the world at, at his time and had a great reputation in the classical music world. Now, um, let's say a bit about Pletnyov before we talk about today's recording. Pletnyov studied at the uh, Moscow Conservatory under Yakov Flier, who is in his turn a student of Konstantin Igumnov, who studied with Alexander Zilotti. Remember that name from our Rachmaninov episode? Zilotti was the cousin and one of the teachers of Rachmaninov. And Zilotti was in turn a student of Nikolai Rubinstein. I, I must say I really love these pianistic family trees that usually lead you um, far to Chopin or Liszt. Um, this, is, this is kind of a thing that pianists are very proud of. Now, Fletnyov's big career starts in uh, 1978 when he wins um, the first prize at the Tchaikovsky competition in Moscow at the age of 21. He has since then performed with the greatest orchestras and conductors of the world and has been considered the best Tchaikovsky interpreter. In 1980, he also starts conducting. Here is Pletnyov in 1986 playing March, the Song of the Lark, from Tchaikovsky's piano solo cycle, The Seasons, a piece I profoundly love in, inter in an interpretation I find the best existing on record. 
Ah, this is magic. Um, just as a reminder, um, in the first episode of Pizzicato Ost, the last recording we played was also Mikhail Pletnyov interpreting Tchaikovsky. This was the piece Dumka, and the whole episode was dedicated to the piece. Um, now let's go to um, today's recommended recording, The Enchanted Kingdom. This CD is a collection of exotica written in the fantastic Russian fairy tale tradition. The greater rarities here are the pieces by the composer and conductor Nikolai Cherepnin, a very progressive artist in the early 20th century. Cherepnin was the first composer Diaghilev invited for his Russian Seasons startup. Um, for them, he'd composed two tradition-breaking ballets, mostly forgotten nowadays, the Armida Pavilion and Narcissus and Echo. This was a dance number from Cherepnin's ballet Narcissus and Echo, recorded by the Bamberg Symphony Orchestra under Lukasz Borowitz. Now, um, Cherepnin was a pupil of Rimsky-Korsakov at the St. Petersburg Conservatory and was a conductor at the Mariinsky Theater. 
He uh, later taught conducting at the conservatory, where one of his pupils was Sergei Prokofiev, who would later dedicated three works to his conducting teacher, including the famous uh, first piano concerto. Cherepnin's main works include 16 ballets, um, along with that, some um, symphonic miniatures and other pieces for piano. Um, his musical style is what we can call Impressionism, and many of his works are based on fairy tales. In 1899, whilst he was still under the great influence of his teacher Rimsky-Korsakov, Cherupnin composes the music to um, Rostand's play La Princesse Lontan, um, the prelude of which is often played as a concert overture. Here's a quick intro to what it is. On the enchanting coasts of Provence and under its bright blue skies, an echo bears from east to west news of a lady divinely beautiful, the Pearl of Byzantium, the famous Princess Melisande. A young troubadour, Prince Geoffrey, hears of the beautiful princess. She inspires his songs, and henceforth he lives only for her. He nourishes his dream with sweet melodies which touch her heart. From far away, she loves the man whose muse praises her name and dedicates her heart and mind to the unknown singer. Full of love and youthful ardor, the young poet sets out to see the woman who is ever in his dreams. But the journey is difficult and fraught with danger and great obstacles. At last, he reaches his journey's end. Night yields to dawn, and he breathes his last sigh at her feet. Now, the prelude to La Princesse Lontemps is one of the pieces on our recommended recording, and let's have a listen to this magical music that often sounds like a film theme.
The other Cherepnin piece on this recording is uh, what gave it its name, the Enchanted Kingdom or Le Royaume Enchanté. It depicts the magical kingdom of Cachet, stamping ground also of Stravinsky's Firebird, composed around the same time. It's funny that um, when you type in the name of the piece in the streaming platforms, it takes you to compilations like The Spookiest Music or Halloween Melodies. I will not play the piece here, but trust me, it is worth a listen. Now, another Rimsky-Korsakov pupil, Anatol Lyadov, is mostly famous for his three fairy tale miniatures for orchestra, all three presented on our recording. Lyadov was also part of Diaghilev's Saison Russe. A ballet called Les Sylphides was staged in 1907 in Paris. The music of the ballet was all Chopin, orchestrated by various composers including Glazunov, Cherepnin, Gershwin, and Lyadov. Um, in 1910, Diaghilev commissioned a new ballet for the project from Lyadov, but uh, since he was being slow, Diaghilev had transferred the commission to the young Stravinsky. This ended up being the ever-so-popular Firebird. The three miniatures... Baba Yaga, and that's the right way to, to pronounce it, but you can also say Baba Yaga, Kikimora, and the Enchanted Lake are full of mythic fairy tale mystery. Let's take a close look at Kikimora. This odd name refers to a legendary creature, a female house spirit in Slavic mythology and a character of many Russian fairy tales. She is the bad spirit of the house. When the Kikimora inhabits a house, she lives behind the stove or in the cellar and usually makes noises similar to those made by the mice in order to get food. Um, you should really check the illustrations of the brilliant Ivan Bilibin to, to have an idea of what a terrifying, weird creature a Kikimora is.
Now, in the company of these musical bonbons, the suite from Rimsky-Korsakov's satirical final opera seems plainer. Um, completed just several months before the composer's death, it was first performed in Moscow in the next year, 1909. Um, it is after a fairy tale poem by Pushkin and is an exceptional example of a fairy tale for grown ups, incorporating very harsh political satire. It is said to be a razor sharp satire of the autocracy, of Russian imperialism, and the Russian-Japanese war. If we ever get to discuss operas at Pizzicato Ost, there will be a lot to talk about um, in the Golden Cockerel episode. The comparative blandness of the material is, however, compensated by the wide range of color and dynamics used in this recording. By the way, we have already played a short bit from the opera and the suite in our um, episode about Maria Yudina when we were talking about Emil Cooper, who had conducted the premiere of the piece. So before we finish this episode, we will play a different part of the suite for you.
this and Liadov's Enchanted Lake, and even more so Rimsky's opera, The Invisible City of Kitej, were strongly influenced by the music of Wagner. And Kitej is even sometimes called the Russian Parsifal. Now, a very logical idea would be to pair the three miniatures by Liadov, who was too slow to write Firebird, with the suite of the young genius who actually wasn't. However, Pletnyov takes a different programming path in this recording, and I find it quite admirable. Now, Pletnyov isn't always the world's greatest conductor, but um, he deserves a tremendous credit for such a varied program. And that, along with the colors derived from the orchestra, is why I would strongly recommend this recording. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We would be very grateful for likes, shares, comments, and questions, anything that could make our program better. We will be back with more music soon. Thank you for listening, and bye-bye.